Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Think Tank podcast. My name's Maria Van Vuglis from The Conscious CEO. I chat with various experts who are making an impact in the universe on topics such as business systems, personal branding, pitching, lead generation, revenue and profit, mindset, public speaking, and even team culture in the world of business. So welcome to this episode. In this episode, I will be talking to Nikhil Ragani, who is the founder and principal of Shot of Copy, a boutique consultancy. Nikhil is the sales and marketing strategist who has helped over 300 businesses to break their revenue records, deliver a greater profit, and to make a greater social impact. Nikhil helps trainers, coaches, and consulting organizations who sell high ticket services to attract more leads and smash through their sales targets by helping businesses to explode, grow their revenues with strategic copywriting, direct response marketing, and relationship-driven selling. He has contributed to two books. One of these is The Path to Success, and the other is Ideas Volume 3, Original Perspective on Life and Business from Leading Thinkers. In this interview, we will be discussing how to articulate your message and your value to charge premium prices. And there isn't any better episode than this, so let's get straight into it. Welcome to the show, Nikhil. Thanks for having me, Maria. That was a great intro. Thank you. (laughs) Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about yourself if I haven't already covered it. You covered a fair bit in there, but what, what can I say? Look, I've been writing professionally for about 20 years. Uh, I started off actually writing for a heavy metal music magazine, funny enough. Uh, didn't know much about heavy metal music, but I, I came up with a, a very nice appreciation of it. And that was also where my, my journey to copywriting started because I went from actually doing interviews with, with bands and writing up CD reviews to actually helping them to actually launch their first websites. We're, we're talking, I'm really showing my age here when I'm saying they're launching their first website. Um, but that was where I was writing their promotional stuff to get their website seen. So it was quite exciting back then. Um, so yeah, I've been writing for about 20 years across a number of different industries. I've written for government and policy. Uh, I've written for, you know, big corporate and in the in industry as well. Uh, but predominantly over the last seven years, my focus has been on coaches, consultants, and trainers. People are really committed to wanting to make a change and a transformation in people in the world. Uh, and I love that. So that, that, that speaks so much to me when people want to do that. So I feel like I'm helping them to do what they do. Um, what, what else can I tell you about myself? I, I, I live in Sydney, which is, which is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a father to uh, an 11-year-old daughter who's uh, now she, she's taking care of me as opposed to me taking care of her. Um, and uh, yeah, and also a bunny who's, who's quite psychotic as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's a bit about me. Um, I'm also yeah trained in NLP. Uh, I'm in, I'm actually qualified as an NLP trainer, uh, and I'm qualified as a hypnosis trainer. And while I initially thought I'd go into therapy, it it worked out to be better for me that you know I could actually use those tools to actually you know strengthen my copywriting and make it more powerful, more persuasive, and more influential. So. I hope that covers everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, the transformational uh, aspect in wanting to help people with coaches, let's say, is I found that it's definitely such a 
growing industry at the moment. So having someone's, you know, with your expertise can definitely um, put a lot of coaches at the forefront with how they articulate their message to be able to charge premium prices. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the, the, the premium pricing is, is what I focus on with my clients uh, and delivering obviously on a good quality. So you can charge chargeable, but you also want to make sure that you deliver on it. But it all does come down to the messaging. Uh, and that's one thing that I, I really, really focus a lot of time on with my clients. So one of the biggest issues that many people face out there when it comes to actually charging premium pricing is they don't know how. Uh, it's not as simple as let's just hype up our fees and, and rates, uh, but it's uh, it also comes down to well, will people value it? So I have a process really which I help people to firstly articulate their message uh, in such a powerful way, it's almost as if they're interrupting the thought that you're having in your head already. And this works with their ideal customers. So we go through quite a lot there. And the second part is then breaking down that value and demonstrating to such an extent uh, that people will not object to paying that fee because they see the value being demonstrated and, and really well articulated for you. Mm, okay, yeah. interesting. So with that in, in mind, tell us what is the missing piece of the puzzle for coaches and consult, consultants who are not getting paid these premium prices? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the most common things I see is that the coaching industry and the consulting industry is a massive boom right now. There's so many people doing it. The big, the big problem is that when you ask most coaches, what do they do? They can't explain it. Right? So I have this happen all the time because the very, very first question I ask all my prospects as well as my clients is, okay, tell me what you do. And it tends to be some really long drawn out complex story, which doesn't really make too much sense. Uh, and then they get into all this technical jargon and they talk about unconscious minds and they talk about exponential growth. And you're just like, what, what do you actually do? If you cannot explain what you do in a simple, short, sharp way, uh, that's easy for a five-year-old to you know, understand it. There's no, there's no way that your clients, your prospective clients will actually be able to firstly, you know, magnetize to your message, which is, which is the right thing, right? Um, if you can't explain to a five-year-old and you can't explain to your clients, then you're not going to be able to demonstrate your value upfront in that first sentence. And when you can't do that, you're then on the back foot. So what, what I like, what I feel is the biggest problem behind that is firstly, you don't know what your clients need. And secondly, you don't know how to explain how you meet that need. So if you can do those two things, then any coach, it doesn't matter what they're coaching in. If you can identify what that person's need is and you can meet that need by explaining the way you explaining what you do, then you're on that first, you know, you're on the front foot when it comes to charging a premium pricing. The missing link really comes down to the fact that is most people don't know their customer well enough mm. and most people don't know how to articulate that message. All right. And that tends to be particularly true for coaches and consultants and even trainers. So if we can get that nailed, if you can really make that crisp and sharp, then coaches and consultants and trainers will be able to differentiate themselves from any of the other coach, consultant and trainer out there in the marketplace, be heard above the noise and be memorable, right? Their, their, their little five second pitch sticks in people's head and people will then automatically gravitate towards them. And then when you have something that people need, 
and you you know people are willing to pay a premium price for it because they need it mm. that that's that's the main difference so it does come down to message and the message comes from knowing who your market is mm, so okay. that's a long way of explaining it yeah okay so in terms of knowing your market or your ideal client is that uh looking at specifically the psychology of the ideal client and how they think and what they think mm -hmm. and so forth yeah yeah absolutely uh, i i am very very big on psychology of the client and in marketing the term is psychographic um so there are a couple of ways to profile your clients you can do that by demographics which is their age their gender mm -hmm. their how they work you know what type of salary they earn what type of business turnover they've got do they have kids how many kids do they have you could ask all those questions that's all the tangibles okay that's the stuff you can see and that's fine but it's only the surface it's like an iceberg you can see the tip above the surface but what about below the surface there's a whole depth to that person which you don't know and so psychographic marketing which is what i'm very very big on digs deep into that it understands what are their motivations what are their fears what do they love what do they hate what makes them angry who makes them angry you know what are their top challenges on a daily basis the key behind this is to really understand a person as a person not just as a customer because here's the thing no one really stays awake at night thinking oh my gosh you know what i need to buy your copywriting services or no one's really thinking you know what i really need a business coach you know what the type of things that business owners are thinking is wow i need to increase my cash flow otherwise i'm not gonna be able to make payroll mm -hmm. oh my gosh i am having a hard time attracting customers how will i be able to stay afloat and pay my own expenses you know or it even goes as far as wow i'm really having a a tough time with my relationship because I'm always working all the time. And as a result, my wife or my husband's not getting enough of me. My kids are missing out on me. How do I fix that? How do I get more work-life balance? When you can look at a person as a person and not as a, a number, not as a prospect, not as a potential business opportunity, and you can understand what really drives them, what really it is that they want for themselves and for their lives through that psychographic marketing process, then you can talk to them as a person. You can actually talk to their personal needs. And that's what differentiates people. Okay, so and that's, what's, that's the power of psychographic marketing is that once you can enter the conversation that your prospective client is already having in their heads, then the battle is already 50% won. Right? And, so and that makes it a lot easier to articulate your message when you are talking to these people because you're actually talking in how they're actually thinking. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Exactly it. One of the, one of the examples I like to use is imagine, imagine your favorite character out of a TV show or your favorite character out of a book. You know, what would happen if one day they found out that, you know, their pet dog died? Or what happens if they found out that their kid hadn't turned up to school? Or what would happen if uh, you know they lost all their money? What, how would they react? Most people would know how their favorite characters would react. That's the depth of knowledge that you need to have about your ideal customer. You need to know them so well, almost better than they know themselves, so that you know how best to help them and how best to message to them. 
Yeah, I've been um, uh, told by many other uh, like mentors and so forth where they've said, if you can talk to someone and they're like, oh my God, like, it's like you're reading my mind. It's like, you know exactly what I'm thinking. Then you know exactly that you've hit the nail on the head with really honing into that ideal customer or ideal client because you're really talking to them on a personal level. And that's it. You, you nailed it. It's, it's about talking to them on a personal level. Exactly mm. that. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me, is it all about strategy when mapping out messaging or is there anything else or is there more to it? Look, I think strategy is, it's the foundation. You, you need to definitely have your strategy there. A lot of it then comes down to really, what is it you want to say? Um, you know, it's, it's not all strategy, strategy, strategy. You do need to have some tactics in there as well. And then obviously you need to take action. So a lot of people will have a killer message drawn out for them and they've got, you know, a content map and a content plan and a content strategy. Uh, you know, they, they'll do all these advertising plans and everything out there. Um, but what it really then comes down to is how do you relate and connect with that person? What can you do to, what tactics can you employ to have that conversation with the person? And, you know, the big flavor of the month at the moment seems to be, you know, outreach over social media where you get people trying to flog your Bitcoin and network marketing and they've got the right tactic, but their strategy is gone, right? Mm -hmm. um, and some people have the right strategy and then they troll these elaborate things like posting beautiful content on social media. But unfortunately, that's almost like putting a billboard out in the desert. Mm -hmm. So if you put a billboard out in the desert, no one sees where it is. And that's, that's like having strategy without a tactic to follow. So what you do need to do is you need to make sure that you understand your customer, you've got your messaging down pat, and then the tactics is to go to where your customers hang out. Um, and that could be offline as well as online. So not, you know, the digital world has a lot to offer. It could be you could go into particular Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups. Uh, you could, you know, post particular things on Instagram, but it also could be as simple as if you're a health coach, it could be as simple as giving a talk on irritable bowel syndrome at a, a health food shop. If you're a, a relationship coach, it could be partnering with people like Relationships Australia or, um, you know, Interrelate and, you know, going out there and actually leaving your, your, your brochures there and once a month giving a talk there. There, there. There's so many different ways that you can do that. The tactics need to match the strategy. So you can have your messaging, but then what are you going to do with it? That's the question. The perfect answer to that is to take that to where your customers are and give it to them, almost on a silver platter. Do you think there's a mindset component when a person is ma uh, mapping out their messaging? There is a mindset. Yeah, look, I think there's two components that they've got to look at on this front. The first is that you need to adopt the mindset of your customer, of your ideal customer. Now, this is where most people really falter. Um, they tend to go with customers they've had that they don't particularly like but they never go with a customer that they want to attract. Okay. So one of the biggest, biggest rules of, of any type of energetic practice is that your energy go flows where your attention goes, right? So put your attention on what you want. Your mindset should be on the customer that you want, not the customer that you had, not the customer that you've currently got, but the customer that you want. So when you employ that mindset, you can now be much more clearer about the customer that you want to attract, because I guarantee you, it doesn't matter what marketing you put out there, you will get the customer to match exactly that marketing. So if you're getting more customers that you don't like, guess what? 
you need to shift your message to suit the customer that you want. Okay. If you put out a message which says, um, you know, are you tired, overwhelmed and having a hard time with your work and you want to make a change to your lifestyle, you're going to get depressed people come to you that hate their jobs. And if that's who you want to work with, fantastic. But if you put out a message out there which says, do you want more empowerment in your life? Do you want to be finally feeling like you're in control of your own destiny? Are you ready to take that next shift in your life and embrace the life that you deserve? Then you're going to get people who are motivated and driven to want to make a change that look at them and say, yes, that's me. So, yeah, you do need to have the mindset of what you want to attract. So lang language is definitely a huge component in all of this in terms of what direction it'll take your business then in that case. Yeah, language is a fundamental. I mean, intention definitely goes there, right? But language is, is the fundamental building block of, of everything that we do, you know, especially in copywriting, in terms of marketing and in terms of sales. Uh, language is there, but we also got to take into account that language really is only 7% of communication, right? Like the words mm -hmm. itself is only 7% of communication. You still got your physiology and in the written term, in the written format, that's how do you actually place your words? Have you got bullet points or is it big chunks of text? The physiology of the written form is the way it looks presented on paper, on the website, in your brochure, on your email. So you've got to make sure that you've got the right physiology of writing too. You've also got to look at the fact that there is the tonality behind it. Um, so what tone are you taking? What's the approach? Um, what voice are you injecting into those words? Because people, by virtue of the words being used, will be able to pick up the tonality and the context in which those words are used. We'll be able to pick up whether it's a positive or a negative, authoritative or, or intimidated. You know, they'll be able to pick all that things up, both at the conscious as well as the unconscious levels. Yeah, I love that how you've, kind of, you've just described in terms of copywriting in terms of being a person and it's projecting energy as it is so i've never thought mm. of it in that in that perspective so that was fantastic yeah absolutely thank you yeah <laughs> it is and because remember when you're writing copy you are writing for that ideal customer and your copy comes from you to that other person um, so the copywriting itself if we take it one step deeper then maria the copywriting is really a representation of you mm. Right? So it's yeah. out there. It's a mini version of you. Imagine like every single one of those words is a salesperson that represents you. Is a little bit of you that's going out there and selling, selling, selling. That's that's really what it is. Fantastic. So, what are your top tips in nailing your message? Top tips in nailing my message. So I mentioned one of them. Look at what you want. Okay. Be very clear. Be very very clear who your ideal customer is. Um. That's, that's, my, that's my very number one tip on that, is that if you don't know who your ideal customer is, your message is going to be scattered and you can't sell to people if your message is confused. So get clarity. You know, if that means you've got to sit down and journal or you've got to meditate um, or whatever technique you use to, to clear your mind and, and to, you know, to, to bring to mind what it is you want, use that. Some people use visualisation. It, it's fine. There is no hard and fast answer into the technique. But what's important is that you have clarity. How do you get the clarity? Now, let, let's go back one step. Um, is how do you get the clarity on your ideal customer? That comes down to what are your personal and business goals? Okay. So if your goal is to make a million dollars a year, fantastic. You know, great. How do you propose to get there? If, however, you think that you're going to be helping startup businesses, um, you know, and make a million dollars by helping startup businesses, 
the question is, well, do they have the capital to inject into working with you? You know, if you're going to charge them, you know, $20,000 a year, do these startups have it? Especially if they're bootstrapping, they may not, right? So you may then need to say, hey, I need to shift, uh, you know, my target audience based on my personal goals. Okay, so as I said, it still comes down to knowing what you want, but you've also got to look at your personal and your business needs as well. So tip number one, I'd say, is know exactly what you want. Um, tip number two is get external help, right? Sometimes we are so close to our own needs and desires that we don't recognise the gold that's within them, okay? Even myself, when I'm writing copy for other people, I can articulate it beautifully, but ask me to write my own copy, I can't right because i'm too close right so you need some distance you need that distance. It, i know it makes you laugh right but it's true it it's is. like the <laughs> it's every uh, coach's problem they're great at giving the advice but you've got to take your own advice sometimes too <laughs> oh, it's so funny like you mentioned every coach has got a problem it's that whole story of the plumber with the leaky pipes or the broken yeah. wires it's every coach <laughs> Someone to help them with their mindset, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So true. But it's the same with a copywriter. Like, I know that when one of my mentors said, hey, Nikhil, write your own sales page. I kid you not, it took me six weeks to do it. Okay. I had to go to another copywriter to get the process done. Um, and the reason why is because they see things in you that you don't see because you're too close to yourself. Mm. Okay. So it's the same with your own copy. You can go and write it as much as you possibly want. And I'd encourage you to go and get as much as you can out of your head, write it down, make it look as great as possible. But then go to a copy editor, go to a copywriter, get that help from a professional, right? But you're only going to go and diagnose your illnesses on Google up to a certain point before you go to a doctor. It's the same thing, right? You're only going to try and fix your, your garden as much as you possibly can before you go to a landscape, you know, uh, a landscaper. Um, it's the same. There's only so much that you're good at and you're good at one particular thing, which is your coaching, your training, or your consulting. Uh, you're good at being at running your business. That's where you need to then take the next step and get the clarity from a copywriter or from a marketing consultant or from you know, a growth strategist, whatever it is that, that you need. Could be your accountant. It could be whatever. Just know that you need to get external help and don't be ashamed of that because you do need that. This will come down and it'll actually help you to powerfully articulate your message, but also provide insight where you may not have previously seen you had value to add. And this is the biggest, this, this is probably one of the other second biggest problems that people don't know how to demonstrate that value. I mentioned the first one is they don't know how to say what they, what they do. The second one is they don't know how to demonstrate value. That's where you need that, that third party to come and help you to extract that value and say, hey, look, this is what you're offering. Okay. Can I give you a quick example of, of, of that? Yeah, go ahead. I've got a, I've got a, a gentleman that's offering a training for $3,000 and he's been having trouble selling it. And I said, well, what is it that you're actually offering, uh, you know, in terms of your training? Uh, and he just basically said, this is the training I'm doing. It's just the training and they get Q&A sessions with me. Okay, good. All right. The value of the training is at $3,000, right? He goes, yeah. I said, okay. And what's the value of the Q&A? He goes, oh, I never thought of that. So we worked with him and found out that if he had it, if he separated the Q and A, um, then the Q and A itself would be worth about another thousand dollars. Right. Uh, and then I said, what else do you provide them? He goes, Oh, really not much else. I said, okay, what value could you provide them that would make it more valuable for your customer, but it's not really too difficult for you. And we ended up 
fleshing out his whole package so that he was still offering it at $3,000. But the value that was inside it from, you know, individual one-on-one coaching calls to, you know, group training for the employees to offering, a, you know, a three-part video course on stress reduction, you know, uh, difficult customer management and, and a couple of others. We, we added all of that up and it was over $12,000 worth of value that he's offering. And he didn't realize that was the value. He was offering most of that on his own anyway. Um, he just didn't realize that there was a value behind it. So I said, okay, when you actually say that to people that this is what you're getting, rather than saying, here, buy my $3,000 training. And then when they sign up, they receive this big package and say, oh, I wasn't expecting that, which is nice and it's a surprise. But if you tell them up front, hey, look, I'm giving you $12,000 worth of value and I'm not going to charge you $12,000. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you all of this and it's only $3,000. Then all of a sudden, the person's going to look at it and say, shut up and take my credit card because it's a no-brainer right um so i think the second thing is know your value all right know your value um maybe that's the third thing the second thing was outsourced to a to a to a third party like a copywriter or a marketing consultant and the third one is yeah know your value so if you don't know your value no one else will if you can't demonstrate that value no one's going to read your mind so take stock of all the value that you've got to give and it doesn't have to be just in business. What about your life experience that you can add? You know, that's what people are really buying. They're buying you. They're not just buying your program. They're buying you. And I think it's important when you do that to have that personal, um, that real connection with that person so they can understand it um, on the same level, I guess, when you are demonstrating that value to them because they're like, oh, they're just, just like me. There's really you know they get it kind of thing so being able to assist them but also understand it on a much more personal level then um, there's greater value where they can connect with that I think mm. yeah absolutely Look, I, I agree with you on that one yeah and it's that, that's how it's got to be that's mm. honestly how it's got to be yeah okay um i've just got another question i'm just curious to know uh i know that you are trained in nlp and hypnosis at a trainer level how has that shifted in terms of writing and writing copy and messaging by understanding those components of language let's say before you did those trainings that is that is a brilliant question so one of the reasons why my copy is so influential and it's so effective is purely because I understand how to communicate with people, right? Uh, and this, this is one of the reasons why I actually have NLP organisations hiring me to do their copy for them. So if, if we break down some of the basic NLP tenets, right? For example, submodalities. Um, to be able to write according to your ideal client submodalities, that really helps, right? Well, the modal operators, right? So if, if, if they've got a primary modal operator of, of being visual or being kinesthetic, then you can start talking the language of seeing and you can t- start talking the visual language or kinesthetic being, you know, do you feel it? Does that give you a good feeling? All of those things, you can start talking in that language. So part of my process in breaking down my, you know, a client's ideal customer profile is actually to get what are their primary modal operators? You know, what are their submodal operators, things like that. So we know how to communicate with them. If, if they're visual people, then of course we're going to use visual language. Do you see what I'm doing here? And you know, does that look good to you? So using that top thing, the, that, that really helps, especially when you're targeting your ideal customers. When it comes down to messaging, using visual auditory kinesthetic language in your messaging really just amps it up. 
Mm. More than what you think it would. More than what you think it would. Because at the end of the day, it's not about you, it's about your customer. Um, language patterns are another one that I use. Embedded commands are a personal favorite, especially when we're making an offer uh, and we're putting in, you know, calls to action. We're always, you know, why don't you sign up now for this great opportunity today, right? You're already dropping an embedded command in there uh, is really, really awesome. But there's, there's one which, um, you know, I mean, I can talk about, uh, you know, I can talk about things like cause and effect, for example, is, is one that I use quite a lot. Uh, complex equivalence is one that I use a lot as well. Um, you know, but one of my favorite things is I love using metaphor. Uh, and metaphor really, look, you know, this big trend at the moment that people are saying storytelling is everything. Mm. And, and to be honest, storytelling always has been everything, you know, from yeah. the time that we were cavemen and, you know, the shamans were dancing around the fire, telling stories of the ancient elders, you know, to go into watching Star Wars at, at the cinema. We're, stories are an integral part of our human experience and metaphors are, are really just stories that demonstrate a message. As a copywriter, one of the things that I've been able to do is master that, the art of the metaphor and really connect with people on that emotional level, right? So using those NLP tools, using, using things like, um, you know, like mind reads, using things like uh, cause and effect, using complex equivalences, using embedded commands and metaphors together and the modal operators together and other presuppositions and all that together, all those language patterns that come together helps me to create influential copy because I'm connecting with people at an emotional level, not just a logical level, right? And the stories are what people relate to. You know, people love stories. As I said, from the time we were cavemen to even now where we're going and watching movies on Netflix or in the cinema, we love stories. Mm. It's our way of connecting with each other, right? And the power behind that has helped me to connect with more people, but also to make my copy more influential. So when you have a story that people connect to, when you use them with that story, use embedded commands, uh, you use certain presuppositions uh, and you use like, you know, modal operators, um, add in any other language pattern that you want, you, we, we could work it. Um, you, you've got powerful copy. And that's what makes it more effect, really effective. And that's what helps people to then take action. Now, some people say that's manipulation. Well, no, it's not. If someone really wants something and you're giving them what they want, it's not manipulation. It's if someone intent. didn't want something, it's the intent, right? It is the intent. Now, I say this, and, and, and I'm also really, really big on integrity here, right? Because if someone doesn't want something and you use your powers for the forces of evil, then shame on you, right? You shouldn't be doing that, right? And, you know, I hope karma comes and smacks you around the, the head, honestly, because you've got an ethical responsibility and I have an ethical responsibility that I'm not going to sell someone that's something they have no need for or no desire for. Um, so that, that's really, really big for me. If you're giving someone what they want and all you're doing is helping to get them over the line, uh, and make a decision that's genuinely in their interests, then using the NLP, using the hypnotic techniques is not a problem. However, using it to literally give people something they don't want, need or desire, then, you know, you know, step back because that's not the right thing to do. So it has helped. Uh, it's, it's really, really helped in the writing. And when people read, the beautiful thing is when people read something, they tend to be hearing it in their own voices. So now when you've got your own voice telling you, that this is what you want and you're agreeing with it uh, and you've got conditioned responses, like you've got a conditional yes coming out there, then, you know, that just makes it more powerful. But as I said, the caveat is you've got to be ethical with this stuff. You can't just, you know, you can't be selling people and throwing them a free set of steak knives when they don't even need it or want it. Or if they're a vegan, they don't need steak knives. <laughs> Fair 
fantastic. That was vegan, awesome. He's on vegan, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a true salesman would do something like that just oh, to get yeah. the sale, yeah. <laughs> um, right. You know, as you said, like, I'm also big on integrity. So if you can empower someone to make a decision based on uh, what they believe they need, um, then that's doing it with the intention in their, in you know, in their best interest. So absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. So tell me, what are, what is a resource that you can provide the listeners so that they can implement or um, get a feel of what we've spoken about today? Yeah, yeah, I've got this really really cool resource which I've just created. Um, and it's literally, literally hot of, the, hot of the press. My designers just returned it to me yesterday. Uh, and it's basically how to help coaches, trainers and consultants, um, you know, thrive in the new normal. And it basically outlines the five strategies that I used with some of my best clients to get them some really amazing results, okay? And some of these may seem simple. Like when I say know, know thy client is one of them or know thy customer, you think, yeah, but I already know my customer, but I want you to take it deeper. Remember, try and understand your customer. Uh, like you'd be understanding your favorite TV character or your favorite book character. So I talk about some simple things like that, but it's the implementation, which is what's going to make the difference. So I've got five, five techniques, which I use. Um, one of them is, you know, think like a politician. You think, well, what are you talking about? Uh, but I'm going to leave it for you. Uh, that's me using an open loop right now. Um, that's, uh, I'm going to leave it for you to read in the resource itself. <laughs> so I'm being cheeky now. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's this thing like, you know, know thy customer is one of them, um, you know, give them a positive experience of feeling good. Um, where I talk about how can you use the feel good factor, um, you know, to give people an excellent service, to get them to be more drawn towards you. The perfect example, and I use this in my, in my resources, you know, you could buy a $1 coffee from the service station, right? Or you could buy a $5 coffee from your local barista. Hey, it's coffee, it's caffeine. But most people go for the $5 coffee. And Maria's smiling because she's a coffee connoisseur. So she totally gets this. You totally get this because you've got a world in coffee there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know about your coffee story. Um, so, yeah, there's, um, you know, most people go to their local barista. Now, what's the difference? It's because that $5 coffee makes them feel better. I've got a mate who bought, you wouldn't believe this, this is so funny. He bought a sports model washing machine. I'm not wow. kidding. What is a sports model washing machine? And why does this guy want it when he doesn't even play sports? Right? <laughs> it cost him an extra $3,000. Sorry, $300. An extra $300 for this washing machine. And he proudly tells people, I've got a sports model Samsung washing machine. And I'm like, why? Because it makes him feel good. Mm. Right. So th this resource that I'm about to share with you is about saying if you can help people feel good, if you can always give people that good feeling, then you will always be in demand. Right. Because that's what people want. They always want to be feeling good. So I've got, you know, a few techniques in there, a few strategies in there that you can implement. And people will say, that's too hard. Well, look, that's up to you if you want it to be hard. Make it as hard as you feel you need to to get the most value out of it. Right. Um, and some people will say that's too simple. That's too easy. Well, my response to that is, okay, great. If you want to do better and you know better, but you're not doing better, the question is why not? Mm. Okay. And I guarantee it's because of implementation. So these strategies may seem simplistic, 
Some of them may seem complex, uh, but they're the five best ones that I've used. One of them has actually helped an NLP training organization to turn over 54K with one email in 24 hours, right? Wow. Uh, another one helped a, a wealth training company uh, deliver 92 leads literally overnight. I'm not kidding, 92 leads overnight, which converted into $430,000 worth of sales that month, mm. right? So these are tried and true tech, uh, you know, strategies and techniques that you can employ. Um, that's going to be, you know, five of these are going to be in the resource. I mentioned three of them. The other two, you'll have to wait to read the resource. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, that's what I've got. Yeah. So it's, it's a guide. It's a guide on thriving in the new normal for consultants, coaches, and trainers. Yeah. But if you're in any other business, you can use these as well. It's just that my jam is really coaches, consultants, and trainers, but I'd love to help you if you're, you know, if, if, you, if you're an entrepreneur that's uh, wanting help, by all means, this resource will help you as well. And if someone was wanting to learn more about or get your assistance with anything, how could they possibly reach out and connect with you? Look, email's, email's a good way. Um, Nikhil at shotofcopy.com. So my name is spelled N-I-K-H-I-L at shotofcopy, S-H-O-T-O-F-C-O-P-Y, not coffee. I do love coffee. That's why I know my business shot of coffee. <laughs> there's, there's a whole story behind that. Um, shotofcopy.com. That's a good way. You can certainly feel free to give me a call at any time. Um, I'll, I'll leave my number and you're welcome to add those to the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, or you can, you know, get, get across me uh, on social media. Just look me up, Nikhil Lugiani, uh, and I'm there. So that's fine too. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nikhil. It's been um, jam-packed with value today and I've really enjoyed having this chat with you today. Yeah, thanks, Maria. I really enjoyed being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in and I trust that this episode has been helpful for you in business. My name's Maria Van Vickles from The Conscious CEO. Till next time, bye for now.